Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneybit.com, click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. This show is about you and your home improvement project, so pick up the phone, call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. What are you doing? What are you working on? If there's any job you're trying to tackle in your house, we can probably help you get it done quicker, get it done better, and make sure it comes out exactly like you expected. I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector, and i got to tell you, I like the microphone phone better than being in the crawl space. Yeah, less dirt and less bugs, by the way. That's right. That's right. And you, my dear, you've spent at least that much time learning your craft. Oh, Starting my gosh. with uh, the sort of the mechanical pencil born in your mouth. I was always at my dad's architectural firm ever since I was a little kid. I love that design reference library. Nothing is more fun than carpet samples. Believe me. And also TLC, while you were out in trading space, has been having a fun time with them for five years. So we've been there. We've done it. We've probably screwed it up. We can help you from doing the same mistakes that we've Most made. Most likely. Call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Coming up on this program, are you thinking about installing a roof? How about a metal roof? You know, it's a great choice. Metal roofs look great, and they're super energy efficient, and they can last a lifetime if you take one extra step during the installation. We'll tell you exactly what that is in just a moment. All right. Do you have a teeny tiny bathroom that's overflowing with all of your stuff? Has your bathtub become the toy chest for all your kids' items? I can't tell you how many of my friends are doing that right now and there's really hidden potential even in the smallest of bathrooms for a lot of hidden storage space we're going to show you how to find those next and one caller this hour speaking of bathrooms gets a chance to win a moen filter faucet it's worth 120 bucks to qualify you must call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT and be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question leslie who's first listening on wabc in hamlin pennsylvania we've got mike how can we help uh, well, I'm doing a little roof job, but my call is about the flashing around the chimney. Most old flashing was done uh, sealed with tar or some, some semblance of tar, and I'm wondering, uh, should I do it with tar or should I use a, a new, you know, 30-year-old silicone? Uh, neither, actually. Um, the original flashing that was sort of tarred in place, that's probably on top of metal flashing. Now, the proper way... Do you think that tar is a repair? Probably is. The proper way to flash a chimney is with a two-piece flashing system. You have base flashing and counter flashing. And, Mike, the base flashing goes under the roofing shingles and up against the side of the chimney. And then the counter flashing is notched into the mortar joint and then it covers the base flashing. So the two of them work together as sort of a, a slip joint. So if the roof expands and contracts, if the chimney sways with the wind, it doesn't break 
break the joint. You follow me? And that's what I understand. But what do I seal them together with? Well, once they're actually assembled, you don't have to seal them with anything. They basically layer each other, and the counter flashing protects the base flashing. So the water hits the chimney, and then it runs down to the counter flashing that runs down to the base flashing that runs off the roof, and that's the way a system works. And that is the correct, proper way to flash a chimney that's been done for many, many years. What probably happened in the history of this chimney, at some point, flashing got loose, flashing broke, whatever happened, a roofer came in there and tarred over the whole thing. As a repair. Yeah, sort of a stopgap measure. But you don't have to do that. If it's flashed correctly, you shouldn't have to tar it. Mike, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Tom in Oklahoma, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you? Hi, I'm, we're going to be building a house this summer, or starting this summer. And one of the things that we've talked about is a wind generator for our power. I can't find information on, uh, I guess, one small enough for a house. And is that a good idea, do you think? Well, in the Oklahoma area, you've got, what is it, Oklahoma Gas and Electric? Are they your service provider currently? No, we, we live out on a co-op. Okay, because Oklahoma Gas and Electric, they have a very comprehensive website, which is OGE.com, and they actually harvest wind power through wind farms, and they provide a great deal of their power through wind energy, and they might be a great place to start. Okay, but what my thought was, if I could have my own generator, then I could stop paying the electric company. <laughs> Well, yeah, you want to be very green here. And certainly you could install your own wind generator. Um, you're going to need a tower and, of course, the generator. And it's going to be a pretty big investment, so I'm not quite sure how long you're going to have to have that before you get a payoff. And also, there's been a long history of accidents from home-installed generators, so you need to make sure that it's installed correctly because it has to be properly attached. And just imagine the stresses that are going to be placed on that in a high windstorm, and that's why it has to be so so carefully installed. So if you want to do something that's very green, in other words, very good for the environment, you can buy your energy from an environmentally sensitive provider, like the work that's being done by OG&E, or you could also consider solar as an option. Certainly you could pick up a lot of energy that way and set up your system so that it feeds back into the power grid excess energy. Oh, yeah, and then they pay you back. Well, and another thought that one of the things, we're going to have a very greenhouse, and one of the things that we wanted was uh, the tankless water heaters. So we're building a five-bedroom house with five bathrooms, and I've been led to believe that the electric models are not efficient to run more than one bathroom time. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, the best tankless water heaters are gas-powered, and the gas piping has to be the right size, too, because while they don't use a lot of gas, they need a lot of volume for a very short period of time, so it has to be sized correctly. So are, are you going to have access to gas? Well, we weren't going to. That's why I wanted the generator, but I'm kind of I'm mixing both directions. I mean, I'm, I like gas heat and I like gas cooking, but if I could uh, stop using you know, a fossil fuel, that would be a, a good thing. Yeah, but I think that it's going to be the least expensive way for you to heat your house and to cook is going to be gas. So, you know, you could have a good chance of using very little gas if you have a very energy-efficient home. And what I would recommend if I had my options is I would always have gas first, and then I would have electric for everything else. And, well, thank you for all your help. I, I love your show. Uh, you guys uh, sure give out a lot of good information for people. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Thanks so Tom. much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. 
Alex in Bradley, New Jersey, listens on WABC. What happened to the fireplace, and why is there paint on it? Um, the house that, I'm, that I just uh, recently bought is about 80 years old, and uh, a lot of folks had done a lot of work in the house. And one of the things, unfortunately, that they did is they, there was a brick fireplace. There still is a brick fireplace there, and it's been painted at least three times. And I've tried a lot of different things, whether it be um, some uh, stripper, paint stripper, and I've tried a lot of different products, but I just can't seem to get the paint off and get it down to the natural brick. Well, the problem, Alex, is because the brick and the mortar are so porous that once that paint goes on there, it gets sucked in. I've only seen the paint come off when it's professionally sandblasted, and that is a mess. It's a big stinking mess. <laughs> yeah, but it's it really worth it, is. Because I hate... I hate painted brick. It makes me so mad. And we had an apartment in Queens that had painted brick, and our landlord lived upstairs, and she tried so many chemicals and different combinations, and it was caustic and messy, and in the end, it was white speckled brick. So your recommendation at this point would be uh, simply, it's not simply, but to the sandblast it at that point, right? Have a professional come in and... Exactly. Unless, you know, shudder the thought, you might just get as much of that old stuff off as you can. And, and, and presuming the surface is all even and it's not flaky, that perhaps that you choose, say, a eggshell sheen um, paint. And then perhaps you could you could paint the brick one, one more time in a brick color and at least not have it be as objectionable as it used to be <laughs> and have it consistently of color. Well, but unless you do something like that, um, you're not going to be able to get it consistent. And the other thing is, if you do decide to sandblast it, you better be darn sure you know what that brick looks like underneath because there's no turning back. And it would be such a shame if you got it all cleaned off and decided you didn't like the brick anyway. I appreciate it very much. even tried heat, but uh, again, I'm sure you well realize that the brick absorbs the heat so it can't even get that hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate your show, and uh, thanks very much for your input. Alex, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hey, can't decide exactly what to do with that outdated kitchen? We are here to help. Now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement, even your home design questions, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, metal roofing. Once the most popular type of roofing around is making a comeback in a very big way. We're going to tell you why it's such a great choice for re-roofing your home and how to make sure the job gets done once, gets done right, and never has to be replaced again. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash home design. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatru. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a classic craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. 
visit thermatrue.com. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. I can't talk! And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now, doesn't that feel better? <sighs> April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Table saw. <laughs> 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. All right, so we're talking metal roofs. You know, they're making a huge comeback even in today's new homes. And a big reason is their super energy efficiency because the coatings on metal roofs today are going to reflect the sun and help to lower your heating and your cooling costs. Plus, metal roofs can be made to simulate any roofing style from wood shakes to clay tiles. So there's a good chance your neighbor's got one and you can't even tell. Metal roofs are also dirty. Durable, they're fire retardant, and they're pretty much almost maintenance-free. And some are even made with mostly recyclable materials, so you can feel good about your choice and know that you're helping Mother Earth. And because they're lightweight, metal roofs can be pretty much installed over any existing roofing material. And metal roofs can cost a little bit more, but it could be very well the last roof you ever put on your home. And that's a great concept. You put on one roof and you never have to replace it again. Now, there is one uh, step in the installation you have to be very careful about, and that is the underlayment. Because some metal roofs can absorb extra heat, you need to use a very good quality underlayment under that roof if you want it to last. One of the best weatherproofing materials out there, specifically for metal roofs and lots of other purposes, is Grace Ultra. It's a great quality underlayment that performs extremely well at high temperatures, and that's the key because it needs to protect slope roofs from the effects of wind-driven rain, ice dam, regardless of temperature, whether it's hot or whether it's cold. You need a product like Grace Ultra to make sure that it stays dry. If you need more information on that product, you can go to graceathome.com. One eight 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 Money Pit, and now is a great time to call us with your home improvement question because one person we're going to talk to this hour is going to win a great filtering faucet from Moen. It's called the Choice Flow, and you're going to get a filtered or tap water right from the same faucet with just a twist of the wrist. It's worth one hundred twenty bucks. If you want to qualify, call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question. Leslie, who's next? Podcasting the Money Pit. We've got Lynn in West Virginia. How can we help you? Hi there. Well, we have a problem with our roof. It has a high pitch, and one side of it faces the north, and it's developed some bad streaks. 
We tried treating it with a product called Joe Max with bleach. Okay. And used a power washer to rinse it off, follow the directions, and we actually treated it twice. Did it go away and come back, or did it just never go away? No, nothing has happened at all. It looks just, it may have faded slightly, but it's still very, very ugly. And our house is for sale, and I think it's preventing us from selling. Well, first of all, the stains on the roof that are caused by moss do not structurally affect the shingle. It's not going to make the roof leak. It's really just a cosmetic issue. Right, but it has a visual impact, and she's got the house on the market. I understand. Uh, you've tried to use Joe Max, which is a very good product. It's not worked for you. The only other suggestion that we might make for you, and it's not really a quick fix, but that is to take the ridge vent and replace it with a copper or a nickel ridge vent because what happens is as the rain hits that metal vent, the vent tends to lose some of its metal and that acts as a roof cleaner, as sort of a mildicide as it runs down the roof and it keeps the roof brighter. Other things that you do, and again, these are not short-term fixes, but... What about, do you have, um, is it very, very shady? Do you have any access to trimming back any of the tree or the branches that might help that mold grow? If you can get the sun on it, that's really going to make a difference. Well, I, I think you're very right. The sun is what we need. It's the position of the house. It's not the trees. It's the way the that side of the house is the north, and the pitch of it is so high. It, it creates its own shadow. It just creates a shadow, and the sun comes up on the east end of the house, sets on the west, and never touches the front of the house. How old is your roof? It's 11 years old. Yeah, so it doesn't really need to be replaced then. You know what, Lynn? I think you might just find the right buyer for that house. They'll consider that part of the charm. (laughs) Lynn, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. In Connecticut, listening on WXLM, we have Jackie. What can we help you with? Um, I have a a mobile home, and last um, summer I put an air conditioner in my kitchen window, and I think my daughter and I didn't have it tipped out all the way. I had water running down. Now I have a mold problem running from my kitchen window all the way, I mean, a good three feet. And I've tried hot bleach and water, everything. I can't get rid of it. It keeps coming back. What do I got to (laughs) do? Well, you're not using the air conditioner now, I would expect. Uh, Are you sure the mold is regrowing, or are you just looking at a stain? No, it's coming. I mean, and actually, the bottom molding is kind of popped out. All right. Well, here's what I want you to do. And it sounds like you've done some of this, but let's just go from the beginning. First of all, you need to mix up a bleach and water solution of about one-third bleach and two-thirds water. You need to spray this wall area down that's affected, and then you wash it. The next thing you do is you prime that wall with an oil-based primer, like a Kills or something of that nature. Because that's going to seal in that stain and keep it from penetrating back through. Because very often what happens is the stain will leach back out through the wall, even if it's been eliminated once. So once you seal the entire wall with the primer, then you could put a top coat of paint on it, and you might even want to consider using a paint with mildecide in it. And usually if you buy a paint that's designed for the bathroom or the kitchen, it has a mildecide in it. And those things, as long as you're not continuing to saturate that water, should cover this up and have it looking very nice. Okay, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us, Jackie, at one eight 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 Money Pit. John in Waterbury, Connecticut, finds the money pit on WABC. Let's talk drywall. Okay. I have uh, in a couple spots in the house some what I call stress cracks, you know, okay. probably from not where the joints in the uh, sheets of drywall are, but just uh, odd places. One happens to be in the living room underneath the big picture window. Anyways, what I've tried so far is to cut a V along the crack, like cutting it out and then retape 
taping compound and painting over it. This, the cracks come back. I'm wondering if you have any advice on uh, what might be done to solve those stress crack problems. Now, when you uh, cut these out and then retape them, are you using paper tape, paper drywall tape? I think one time I used the sticky uh, The fiberglass tape. one that's like netty? Yes. Because that's the, the, the repair that I've had the absolute best success with. And it's really a, a multi-step process. Usually you have to sand down the area to make sure you're getting something that you could really adhere to. Use the fiberglass drywall tape and then build up your spackle on top of that by starting with a 4-inch spackle knife, going to a 6 or an 8 and finishing up with a 10 or a 12-inch blade. So you're really feathering that out. The place that you uh, identified under a big window in a corner like that, that's actually not, not an unusual space because that's where you get most of the movement in the wall. Those types of stress cracks frequently show up above the corners of doors or windows where you have not as much wall framing and a lot of movement. So what you're seeing is not that unusual. But I would repair it again with the drywall tape made out of fiberglass. That is definitely the best material to use for that particular situation. That sounds good. I'll give it a shot. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Heather from New York finds the Money Pit on WABC, and you're thinking about renovating an existing piece of furniture for your kids. Tell us about it. Yes, um, I have a laminated bookcase, and I'm just wondering if if it can be painted. I, I've never done anything like that before, and I was just wondering if, if there are any options that might be durable with that would, you know, hold up to kids. Well, basically, you're talking about painting plastic here, and there's one paint that came out several years ago. It's made by Krylon. It's called Fusion, and it's specifically designed to stick to plastic. You may want to give that a try, but I will say that regardless of the paint that you use, it's not going to be as durable as the laminate that you started with. So if this is something that's going to take a lot of wear and tear, you may not be happy. But then again, it's pretty easy to, to, to spray paint it, so you could always repeat the process. Well, and also, Heather, you might want to think about a different different installation or process for the inside of the bookcase because even though you want that paint to stick with all the movement of toys and books from the shelving you're gonna see things chipping off because it's the plastic and you're having an adhesion problem so maybe think about putting some you know cork tiles or fabric or something different just to add texture wallpaper shelf liners just to do something different on the interior but go ahead and paint that outside okay that's a good idea this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, standing by for your call at one eight 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 Money Pit. Up next, small baths don't provide very much room for storage, but hidden storage is everywhere if you know where to look. We're going to give you those tips after this. You live in a Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. All right, well, no doubt you have had a small bath at one time in your life, or you might even be dealing with one or more than one small bath in your house right now. And a great place to think about reclaiming some space is above the toilet. You've got enough space there usually to fit a full 12 by 30 inch storage cabinet. Mount it up to the wall. Even get one of those freestanding attaché things. You can get them just about at any store, any price range, even in 
any style, and that's going to add a lot of storage. Even if you hang a kitchen spice rack on the back of your door to put shampoo bottles in, something like that, small things that'll fit in there for storage. You can add pockets to your shower curtain, which make a great place to stash all the kids' toys that they love to play with in the bath. And I've even seen triple towel racks that attach into the door's hinges to keep your towels organized and hidden when that door is closed or open. And you can also insert a narrow, tall cabinet even between wall framing studs. It gives it a nice built-in look and it gives you extra shelving. Great tip. one 888 Who's next? Feeling the winter chill in Illinois? We've got Bonnie. What can we do for you? Hi, thanks for uh, taking my call. Uh, my husband Bob and I have a wood frame uh, house that right now it's a six-month residence, but sometime in the future it might be all year round. Okay. And right now it's uh, fiberboard, so in the future we're going to take down that fiberboard because it was made in the nineteen, you know, early nineteen hundreds. Okay. So we 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 want to know what's the best, and I always say this wrong. Installation, in, insulation, insulation, <laughs> um, for it's what? How much inch? Bob's helping so, out there. The home improvement helping out. Exactly, couple. they're having a, they're having an offsite consultation. All right, so you want to insulate without removing the drywall? Is this correct, or without removing the plaster? Well, we want information on doing both. Either okay. not because re- it's fiberboard; it's not uh, plasterboard. It's not. Uh, well, if you want to remove the walls and recoat it, then I would probably recommend that you simply use fiberglass. If you want to leave the existing interior walls on right now, then you're going to probably want to use cellulose, blown-in cellulose where it's you drill a small hole in the wall and usually do that around five foot mark. Well, the pros do it. The pros do it, yeah. I mean, you can rent the equipment and do it yourself, but they drill a hole. They fill the entire wall cavity with cellulose. Uh, the cellulose that they use has a fire retardant chemical in it, so it's not going to be a fire hazard. And it has to compact into the wall under a couple of pounds of pressure to make up for settlement so it doesn't settle and, and create these uninsulated spaces. And then the wall is plugged, and that plug is covered with spackle, and then you repaint it, and you never see it. And that's really the way to do it. Is this it. a lake house or something, Bonnie? It's actually in a Methodist campground. Okay. Are you dealing with a lot of moisture there or anything? Yes, a lot of moisture. It's right by a river. Yes. So you might want to think about if you want to take down your interior drywall, if you want to remove it, you can get rid of that stuff. You might want to try once you would then use a fiberglass insulation like that pink cotton candy baffle. Then what you would do is reapply a different product other than traditional drywall. There's something from Georgia Pacific called Dens Armor, and it's like a wallboard, but it's faced with fiberglass. So with a lot of moisture from the river, it's not going to grow mold. Oh, wow. That's great. You can read about it online at stopfeedingmold.com. Bonnie, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Jerry and Vernon, New Jersey, finds the Money Pit on WABC, and you're calling for some advice on kitchen repair for selling the home. How can we help? Uh, yeah, we're interested in selling the house, but a lot of the realtors said that we should update it. I was wondering, what do we have to update? Usually, what is the best thing so we could you know, sell the house? Well, a couple of things. First of all, if you're going to put the house on the market, I always recommend that you get a professional home inspection before you put the home on the market because in this market, it's difficult to sell a home. You're going to probably be negotiating down to your bottom dollar and you don't want the buyer's home inspector to discover things that you are unaware of and and end up having to negotiate even more money off the selling price. 
getting a home inspection done up front gives you a chance to sort of establish a baseline of the condition of the house. And also, if you find that there are any problems, you can either disclose them or you could repair them. Now, in terms of improving the house, areas that are most common to improve, let me give you the example of a relocation company. Now, a relocation company is in the business of taking over homes that have to be sold quickly because people are moving out of the area. Generally, what a relocation company does when they take over a home is they paint the entire inside of the home. Beige or white? Beige or white. And uh, then they recarpet the home with beige carpet. So they totally neutralize the home. They'll take care of any minor maintenance repairs that have to be done. They'll service the air conditioning system. They'll service the heating system. And generally, that's pretty much it. Any improvements that you make over that, you may not be able to get an immediate return on investment. But if you wanted to look at, say, one or two extra steps, I would tell you to look at the kitchen or the bathroom as the best areas to improve. And even if you do improve those areas, Leslie, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, does it? No, it depends on what you want to do. Again, with kitchens, you don't want to spend a lot of money on doing a natural stone countertop because it, while it could be very exciting for you and the new owner, it might not be exactly what they're looking for. And then in the end, it could end up costing you money. Freshen up the cabinets, clean them up. If they are painted, give them a fresh coat of paint. If they just kind of look dated, go ahead and either refinish them or repaint them. And that can be done very easily. Um, I would say really stick to things that keep things neutral and don't spend a lot of money because you never know how that's going to affect the buyer. Yeah, Jerry, you'd be amazed at, at how much of an impact just replacing the hardware on the cabinets can have. So there are little things like that that you can do that can make a big impact. If you want more information on our website at moneypit.com, we wrote a story called Cheap Tricks for Cool Kitchens that will give you a lot of these sorts of ideas of inexpensive ways that you can make over a kitchen or even a bathroom to have it look really, really good without spending a lot of money. Jerry, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Greg in Nevada listens on KBZZ. What can the Money Pit do for you? We're looking to replace an older mobile home with a new manufactured home. Because we're on a budget, we don't have the money to buy a stick built, if you know what I mean. And one thing I've noticed out in here, are all the major dealerships, that sell manufactured homes in Nevada use a floorboard known as Cresdeck, which when I look at it, looks like not much more than a fancified particle board. Uh, when I look at various specifications, they claim it's stronger than plywood or OSB, but when you look at these tests that a lot of companies do where they shoot the 2 by 4s at them, OSB and what looks like particle board shatter horribly compared to your plywood. So when I ask the companies if they could do plywood, they're talking eight to $10,000 more. Well, probably because it's changed to their existing system. But I'm wondering if it's really worth the cost of going up to plywood if this Cresdeck is better or not. Well, I've never worked with Cresdeck, but I will tell you I'm familiar with the engineered wood products, and it is very common to use those in manufactured homes. And I wouldn't be terribly concerned about not having wood there. I think that the engineered products are just as strong uh, in many cases as the type of wood that you use. For example, if you used a you know next grade plywood, um, you're going to find that that might be weaker than engineered wood products. So I'm not afraid to use engineered wood products. They're dimensionally stable. 
They are less expensive, which is good for you and good for the builder. Another reason it keeps the cost of the home to the point where it's where it's very, very affordable. I wouldn't get too worried about comparing it between that and, and a particle board or a wafer board or an aspenite board. I think that an engineered board like that on a floor is probably just fine. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. Hey, keep in mind that if you miss something that you want to hear again, you can always visit us at moneypit.com, where all of our shows are online and fully searchable, including the transcript. So if you miss a tip, you miss a product name, you need a website address, go to moneypit.com. We'll be back with more after this. Money Pit! When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer, Thermatrue Doors. Thermatrue pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatrue doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatrue's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatrue's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatrue entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit Thermatrue.com. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Mold is in your house. Chances are it's breeding behind your walls. In fact, it's been estimated that 70% of all homes could have mold in their wall cavities, particularly when moisture is present. Fortunately, there's an ingenious new way to fight the problem. You see, until now, drywall had paper on both sides, and mold eats paper, which is why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper face drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you are building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. AOL's new real estate site has answers for just about everything a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Um, well, I feel a little strange talking to a website, but I do have a question about wooden siding. I live near a wooded area, and sometimes... Aluminum pie pans. I beg your pardon? 
aluminum pie pans. Hang them from your eaves. Scares the bejeevers out of them woodpeckers. Wow, that's what I was thinking. Okay, I have a 60s style bungalow, and every once in a while... Four-inch retro-style moisture-proof tile in your bath. Lose that wet dog smell. That was weird. Okay, concrete driveway and... Vapor permeable sealer. Make spills yesterday. Pink paint... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, did you know that there is one door in your house that you should never open? Oh, One gosh, door where you should never it? open. You're probably saying, well, why, Tom, would I want to have a door if I should never <laughs> open it? Well, there is one door that you should never open. We're going to tell you which door that is in the very next edition of the Money Pit e-newsletter. Sign up today at moneypit.com. All right. And if you call our magic number, one money pit we're giving away a great prize. It's the Moen Filtering Kitchen Faucet. It's worth 120 bucks, And the faucet is going to give you filtered and tap water from one spout. All it takes is a twist of the wrist, and you're going to switch between the two. And the filter is mounted under the sink, so it's going to save room on your countertop, and it looks gorgeous. Call us right now with your home improvement question. You could get a shot at winning that Moen filter faucet. One eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's up? Talking to Tom in Georgia. What can we do for you in your wallpaper situation? Well, we bought a house that uh, was built in 1964, and apparently they liked paneling pretty well back then. <laughs> yeah, they liked them in the 60s a lot. <laughs> And it's got paneling in the, uh, it's all been painted, but it's in the kitchen, it's in one of the bathrooms, it's in uh, the den, and it's all painted, and I would like to wallpaper some of it, at least, but I'm wondering, it's groove paneling, will the groove show through the wallpaper? Yes. Absolutely, it looks terrible. Yes and yes. Um, Are the panels attached to just the studs, or are they glued to drywall behind it? How difficult would it be to remove the paneling? It's probably nailed to studs, I believe. It's the original paneling, and I'm pretty sure that's what was done. But they put it everywhere. (laughs) Well, it might be more stylistically effective if you could remove the paneling in the rooms that you do want a wallpaper and just resheathe it with drywall. That's a possibility. I also thought about spackling the... the grooves themselves, but that'd be. Ah, uh, you know what? I've seen people oh my God, try to do that. Spackling the grooves—that would take forever. Looks, yeah, it still looks terrible. <laughs> you know, what, instead of just removing it, what you also might just want to think about doing is buying thin drywall. You can buy drywall that's as thin as say three eighths of an inch, and then just put it up right over the paneling. You know, when I bought my house, Leslie, the last decorating job was done in the '60s, and we had yellow, like antiquey looking paneling everywhere <laughs> and in some of the rooms we started taking it all down and then i started saying what what the heck am i doing this for i started going on top of it and it was so much of an easier job because it was yeah nice. but what about pulling out electrical boxes yeah and you can put extensions and... on the boxes but that's not a big deal you simply drop the extensions in and then just raise the outlets out a bit and cover them with the same switch plates and they work just fine 
Or just so put not longer screws on the switch plates. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and there's, a, there's an extension to an electrical box that's like a sleeve that fits inside of it that extends it out. So it's not that difficult to do. I think you either have to replace it or get yourself a big fat peace sign and go, go for <laughs> and it. And live with it. <laughs> put up yeah, maybe, maybe find a better color. <laughs> there you go. Tom, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Yeah, you know, some love beads and some bell-bottom like, jeans. Let that and... lava lamp inspire your color palette. <laughs> be right in style. <laughs> you are tuned to the Money Pit, the best darn home improvement show around, in my opinion anyway. If we do say so ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do you want to breathe new life into an old patio find out how right after this you live in a money pit aarp is proud to sponsor the money pit visit www.aarp.org slash universal home to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Don't look now, but your home improvement projects just got better, or at least they got just a bit more fun. <laughs> Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, or jump on to moneypit.com, click on Ask Tom and Leslie, and shoot us an email question. All right, we've got one here from John in Wisconsin who writes, Our house is 43 years old, and we're going to have our patio stenciled. It seems like they clean the patio, spray the color of your choice while using a stencil. In our case, we're thinking of a brick stencil, so we've got a brick-looking patio. What are your thoughts on this process, and do you have any ideas on how this look will hold up over time? Well, I think the process is very cool. I mean, painted patios are very hot today, and there are a number of ways you can do it. You can paint it using a stencil, you could stain it, or you could overcoat it where the whole thing is covered with like an epoxy-like coating, sort of to create a neutral surface, and then you can go on top of that. But in terms of longevity, Leslie, I know that you've done a lot of these things. It seems to me that if you're going to use a painting process, that you're going to be exposed to the same deterioration from UV that, that house paint would be exposed to. Have you had any experience on how long these things will last? Well, you know, not so much. Unfortunately, once we do a project, we sort of leave. Yeah, and as long as it lasts to the end of the shoot, <laughs> <laughs> we're fine with that. <laughs> we used to have a saying when filming that would say, can't see it from the hotel. <laughs> but, you know, I think depending, and especially with a concrete paint finish, concrete's going to get a lot of wear and tear from the weather, especially in Wisconsin where there's freezing and there's water in the concrete. So you might see it wearing a little bit sooner than you would, say, if you painted a wood deck to look like something with a painted rug. But I think it's going to stand up as long as there's a sealer put on afterwards, even an epoxy coating. It should last to those elements a few years. You know, just like any outdoor surface, there is maintenance that's an upkeep that goes with it. And a lot of these companies that refinish or finish a new concrete or even an old concrete surface, they're using almost, it's almost like a rubberized paint, I feel like. Right. Yeah, I think it's a epoxy based so it really will last and you should see these stencils it's gonna stick and the stencils that Tom and I have seen even on online stores are enormous and gorgeous so I think you're really gonna get a professional good-looking patio we got an email here from Lisa in Avondale Estates Georgia she says how can we remove handmade ceramic tiles from a mastic attachment to a fireplace we're demolishing the surround of the house and the fireplace but we want to keep the tiles Oh, that's a tricky situation Ooh, that is a tricky situation um, I have a couple of suggestions for you Lisa um, if these are smaller uh, tiles like say four by fours you may be able to saw the mastic off the back I would try to do this with a hacksaw blade that is bendable and you could slip it behind oh, the and tile get behind it 
right, and sort of saw it away, very much the same way that you may uh, try to pull glass tiles off a, a wall that have been glued to it, but that's done with sort of a piano wire. I think with a hacksaw blade, you might be able to saw it off and hopefully preserve that tile for your next project. Just be very careful because they do break very easily, and mastic is made to stick, so it's doing its job. Okay, it's time for a home improvement vocabulary lesson. Let's talk about remodeling projects versus new additions. What's the difference? Well, Leslie's going to sort that out in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. <laughs> well, new addition was a bad band in the 80s, right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Well, both a home addition and a remodel begin with an existing structure. Pretty much you all have that out there right now. The difference is a remodel is going to change an existing area of the structure you live in, while an addition is going to add a additional space to the structure. Make sense? Well, to decide which is best going to suit your needs, you want to check the local zoning laws because you need to make sure that your project is not going to exceed your zoning limits, which may require a costly approval process. So good to know and think about it before you get right into that improvement. Yeah, check the zoning before you grab the sledgehammer. Always good to do things in the right order. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. want to remind you that we are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We never sleep. Our screeners are standing by live to take your home improvement question. And if we are not doing the show when you call, we will call you back the next time we are. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Lester Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 money pit.